Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. However, there is one episode. One episode that I never wanted to air. Hello and welcome slash welcome back to the Miseducate podcast. My name is Sarah Gathugu, host and owner of the Miseducate blog and now podcast. This podcast is centered on having open and honest conversations about the aspects of life we have been misinformed on. Whether that be relationships, religion, culture, you name it, I'm here to talk about it. Each episode, I'll be inviting guests to talk about their own experiences of miseducation and what they are doing to re-educate themselves. This podcast is not here to provide you with the answers, but perspective. It aims to make you laugh, think, and hopefully spark conversations for change. None of us have it right. We have all been miseducated. In this episode, we are celebrating the second anniversary of the podcast. So it only seems fitting that I be solo for this episode as I reminisce back on previous episodes and share what I have recently been miseducated on and also sharing an episode that I never thought I was going to air. So without further ado, let's get into it. Firstly, I have to say a huge happy second anniversary to the Miseducate podcast. And in saying that, I also would like to say thank you to everyone who has taken the time to listen to this little podcast, who have supported, who have shared the episodes, and to all the guests for coming on and sharing their own experiences of miseducation. Thank you for being open, honest, and vulnerable with us. In also saying these thank yous, I definitely have to say a huge, massive, Special shout out to Sylvie Githugu. She is my best friend, my sister, my biggest cheerleader. If you are an avid listener of the podcast, you will know she is Miss Educate's creative director and guest in residence. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sylvia. Words cannot actually describe how grateful I am to have you in my life and to have you support all my crazy ventures and dreams and you never once question, you literally are just like, okay, cool, all right, let's do this, let's go. And uh, in saying all this, this really does take me to my next point, which is that miseducate is a very personal, is a very personal thing for me. Uh, the blog was started at a pivotal point in my life as I was in university, It was where I was learning about myself and growing in my self-awareness. And by extension, the podcast has also become a part of that journey. It's been a dream come true to be able to create a space for myself and for people to sit down and reflect for an hour or two about a topic of their choosing. I have been able... 
And I've come to realize that in the busyness of life, it is such a privilege to be able to sit down and have real conversations with people. It's a privilege to be able to have people's time and it's a privilege to be given their truths and their stories and to have access to their truth and their stories. But something that has really overwhelmed me and really surprised me while having this podcast is the fact that it actually resonates with people. Beginning The beginning of this podcast, I really was my biggest critic and I very much kind of shot every idea. I just tried to shoot down every idea and tried to have... Um, there was a lot of self-deprecation when it came to this podcast. So to find that there are people out there in the world that listen to these episodes, that share their thoughts with each other, that share their thoughts with me sometimes, it's just crazy to think that people actually enjoy the work that I do and that people enjoy the work of this podcast. And for me, it's just a reminder to continue to stay true to myself and by extension I hope you continue to stay true to yourself and to stand firm in yourself and you know you may be alone for a while but you know the right people will come for you the right people will gravitate towards you the right people will be there for you you won't have to beg or force people to stay because what is for you is for you and it may be for a little time or it may be for a longer time no matter what the duration is, like, stay true to yourself, stay true to yourself. And so in saying all that, I would like to again say thank you, thank you, thank you to every single person who has supported this podcast, who listens to the episodes, who shares the episodes, who's been on the podcast. I appreciate every single one of you. Now, on to the next section of the episode. As you know, the premise of the podcast is to allow people to discuss what they have been miseducated on and what they are re-educating themselves on. So I have had people that have come on talking about, you know, the miseducation of their 20s. I've had people come on talking about love, relationships, their relationships with their parents, uh, platonic relationships, uh, we've talked about masculinity, we've talked about religion, we've talked about so many different things on this episode, we've laughed, we've cried, we've thought, we've had so many, we've gone so many different avenues for this podcast and you know there have been the episodes with guests such as you know Sylvia, my besties, um, you know, the guys. We've had so many different guests who have appeared on the episode. We've also had journalists. We've had a filmed, we've had a Canadian documentary film director, director, Jennifer Holness. Like, we've had so many different people. We've had Charlie. We've had Charlie Taylor from Charlie's Toolbox. Like, we've had so many different guests grace their presence on this podcast. And every single one of them have all been asked the question of what is something that they have been miseducated on and how they are, and how they are re-educating themselves. 
And I've also done solo episodes, or I used to do solo episodes in which I answered the question myself of what I have been miseducated on. And those were the episodes that I would kind of do my own research and kind of talk about things that I was recently learning about myself. And, you know, I've done talking about why I left the church. I've talked about, you know, being a people pleaser. I've talked about a good girl gone bad. I've even talked about, you know, heartbreak and all of that different stuff that happened. There's so many things, so many topics that have been discussed on this podcast. However, there is one episode, one episode that I never wanted to air. And this episode was supposed to be a solo episode that was supposed to air September 2022. Um, And I just never aired it. Actually, this is what I did. I recorded it. I edited it. I uploaded it to my distribution site. And literally just before the episode was about to air, was about to be published... I took it down and I said, absolutely not. I don't want this episode to air. And there are numerous reasons as to why I did not want that episode to air. One being, it was a hot mess. That episode was a hot mess, okay? It was a hot mess. So I recorded the episode during the summer months of last year in which I had taken a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit of a break for myself Um, just so that I could really focus more on the quality of the episodes and also so that I could focus on the other creative adventures that I was going down at that time. And I remember when I started to, when I sat down to record this episode, the episode that I never wanted to air, um, and it was just a hot mess. I sat down and I had a little glass of cranberry juice in a wine glass. I had a blanket over myself and I also had the electric fireplace on. And in this household, we do not use the electric fireplace. However, I wanted to create ambiance, atmosphere. So I turned it on, you know, for the ambiance, atmosphere. Then what happens? Then what happens? Not even two minutes later, smoke everywhere. So I am like panicking as I'm recording this episode. I'm like, oh my God, there's a fire. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like I'm going to start a fire. What the heck? I turn it off. I air out the room. Luckily, a fire was not started. Um, but it was very smoky in the in the room. Um, I was recording it in the living room. And it was just... Oh my gosh, I just basically, I almost started a fire while trying to record the episode. Number two of why this ep- the episode that never aired was a hot mess. Number two was that I recorded that episode at least half a dozen times. Like I just couldn't get it right. And I kept recording because I didn't write a script for the episode. Every time I sat down with myself and I tried to write a script, it just never, it just didn't feel right. It felt right to go with the flow. But when I go with the flow, I'm talking for literally two hours and it ends up talking about this, that and the other. And I'm like, 
People don't need to hear this. This is a hot mess of an episode. But in saying all of that, I was somehow able to record an episode and I was able to edit it and put it on my distribution website and, you know, have it ready to be published. But I never aired it. I never aired it. And the episode was called Fuck Establishing Boundaries. And the episode, to give you a cliff notes before I actually go into the episode, the episode was about a guy that I was seeing last year and how I knew he wasn't right for me, but I kept entertaining it anyway. Literally moved to a different city, still kept entertaining it. And I just knew, I was like, Sarah, this is not for you. But I was like, eh, let me entertain it anyway. And it was weird because at first, you know, things were going great. Like when we first met, everything was going great. Really great day. Really enjoyed myself with this person. Um, Literally nonstop laughter and just like, it was light and it was nice and it was so great. And it was such a great way for me personally, and I'm okay to say this, it was a great, this person was a great introduction back into the dating world because they were kind of my first serious person that I was seeing after my breakup with my ex. So it was it was nice to have somebody that was kind and funny and charming and like the banter was there and it was just, yeah, it was really... I really enjoyed the presence of this person and I still am, despite everything that happened, I still am appreciative of them, of this person. But two things can be true. This person was kind, was funny, was charming, but also had qualities and attributes that I just did not like or just did not feel compatible with me. Some of the things that they wanted in a partner was things that I was like, I don't think I can give you that. There was also, there was also the kind of inconsistency when it came to communication and how communication and just kind of keeping in touch with each other just kind of fell off and it only ever felt, I began to feel as if the only time that this person wanted to see me was when it suited them rather than what was best for the both of us. It just, it just was like, it was just, it was very, it was very sticky, you know, sticky one. Um, But I just knew that this person, as great as they were, was not for me. But man, oh man, did I entertain it anyway. I constantly knew that this person was not for me um and I would act on that initially I would act on it and I would establish a boundary and I'd be like you know what this person cannot give me this so you know let's just call it quits like please stop entertaining this Sarah but I'd be like no 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 I constantly 
kept resurrecting the situation. I constantly kept resurrecting the situation. And let me tell you this. Let me see, let me hold on one minute, one minute, one minute. Let me preach to you. One minute. Let me preach to you. One minute. Okay. The only thing, the only person, the only situation that should be resurrected. I say and I declare on this Easter Monday is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Can I get an amen? That's the only situation you should be resurrecting. Ain't no other man. No, no, no. Ain't no other person. Let's be gender inclusive here. Ain't no other person. You should be resurrected. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. When you know something is not for you, let it be dead and gone. Let it be dead and gone. You are not, this is a tweet that I saw. It said, you are not a medium for you to be entertaining somebody that ghosts you. Hey, you are not a medium for you to be entertaining somebody that is ghosting you. Absolutely not. (sighs) But I was terrible. And I I can say this now. Um... I was terrible at establishing boundaries. The language of learning to establish a boundary, especially for a people pleaser and somebody who was raised never to really advocate for themselves, is like learn it's like trying to be fluent in French in a day. And I think That's one thing that I really want to preface that I didn't actually do in the original episode that never aired, was that I never really gave myself grace for the mistakes that I was making and for the fact that I kept going back to this person every time that they said, hey, are you in my ends? I heard you're in my ends. We should meet up. (laughs) I never gave myself grace. I never gave myself grace. I had an unrealistic expectation of what establishing a boundary really looked like. And I didn't know how to, it was an unrealistic expectation of what establishing a boundary looked like, but it was also an unrealistic expectation of how you communicate those boundaries. And it's like what Irene said in episode 14. But for me, the worst thing is like, I'll make a boundary with someone mm-hmm. in my head. Mm-hmm. But I'm not telling you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that I have a boundary. So they're literally crossing... They, they could cross, be crossing, they be crossing it every day. And I'm like, how dare they cross my boundary? But they have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm like, I next step would mm-hmm. be to tell the person mm-hmm. that I have set this boundary for yeah. them. You will not cross this line. I'm yeah. drawing this line I'm in the sand. I'm drawing a line in us. the sand and be like, nope, no more. Yeah. I cannot do that anymore. Yeah. And then they'll do it again. Uh-huh. And I won't say anything. Uh-huh. I'm like, damn it, how dare they cross that boundary that they don't know about? Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it's also just like, like you said, like standing up for myself mm-hmm. and being like, saying no once is very hard mm-hmm. for a people pleaser. So having to say no consistently mm-hmm. to the same thing, mm-hmm. oof, child. Oof. But that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. It's like, what if I've said no, stick to my no. Establishing a boundary is one thing, but you have to communicate what that boundary is. You have to communicate with people what those boundaries are so that they know 
So at least, you know, it's informed of whether or not you inform them of whether or not they are crossing your boundaries. But I was not very good at communicating this with this person. And I would say that, yes, one of the reasons why I was not very good at communicating with this person was because I did not have the language and maybe it wasn't as eloquently, it couldn't, it would not have been eloquently put But I also think it's because I didn't actually want to establish a boundary with this person. I didn't want to get rid of this person in my life. I enjoyed their presence, even though I just knew that there wasn't, like, we weren't right for each other. But the thing is, is that, like, I kept having these boundaries and not communicating them with him. And so I would just be annoyed. I would, like, project my anger onto him because I was like, hey, I have a boundary here and you're crossing it. Why are you crossing it? But the thing is, I was letting him cross my boundaries. I was letting him cross the boundaries several different times. I was literally remixing. I was I was the remix DJ. I was constantly going back and forth on my boundaries, establishing them and then going back and forth. I literally was letting him cha-cha slide over my boundaries, so two hops this time, reverse, reverse, that was me rewriting my boundaries, because I kept letting him in, even though I was like, this is not for me, this is not good for me, this is not helpful for me, but I'm gonna let him do it anyway, I'm gonna let whatever, whatever, let people, let it happen, and um, the excuse that I gave, the excuse that I gave, (laughs) (laughs) the excuse that I gave for allowing this to happen was as following and I'm gonna insert a clip from the original episode that I that I recorded but this is the excuse that I gave for allowing this man to constantly cross my boundaries I was like I don't want that much from this person because I know I'm not gonna get that from them And I was like, I'm going to use this person as kind of like a placeholder and also kind of like use them to get what I want and to fulfill my needs and my wants and my wishes while also having fun. And I was in this space mentally and emotionally where I was like, throw caution to the wind, middle finger in the air, fuck consequences. I am going to be a menace to society and I want to be messy And I said, you know, I'll deal with the consequences. I'll deal with it later. But for now, I am going to enjoy and have fun and be a mess. It feels ironic that I didn't want to air this episode when I have episodes talking about sex, heartbreak and being a reformed gang member. I know. But you should listen to episode 22 if you want to find out what that last part meant. However, talking about this situationship, talking about this particular guy was crossing the fucking line. And the truth is, the reason I didn't want to air this episode was because I didn't want to hold myself accountable. The biggest takeaway from the episode that never aired was that people don't talk enough about how hard it is to establish boundaries with yourself. People don't talk enough about the fact that the pushback that you receive while establishing boundaries, yes, can... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Come from other people that you're trying to establish boundaries with, but can also come from within. The pushback can also come from you. You can be upset. You can be frustrated. You can be angry with the boundaries that you are creating. It can feel unfair and unjust that you are creating these boundaries for your for the betterment of yourself. It doesn't feel that way. That's the real, real about it. It doesn't feel that way. When you're like, hold on, but I was having fun and this person was giving me what I wanted. And, you know, I was being a menace and I wasn't enjoying myself and all this different stuff and having my little hot girl summer moment. Like, nobody's saying that you cannot have those things. But if it is at the detriment of yourself, is this really enjoyment? Is this really enjoyment? And I was listening to myself say these things. I was listening to this episode, the episode that I never wanted to air. And I'm like, damn, Sarah, wow, I said a word. I said, hold on, preacher. I said, hold on, preacher. Let me write this down. Let me write this down. And it's crazy because as I was listening to myself, saying all these words to myself, I realized, huh, isn't that interesting? Let me tell you something, dear listeners of this podcast episode. When you don't learn a lesson the first time, it comes back a second time. In not holding myself accountable when this happened, when I recorded this episode, which was in July 2022. I recorded this episode in July 2022 and that was at the time that it was at the time the the most recent time that I had been in contact with this person. Messaged them straight away, straight away. I think I held I held it down for like a few weeks, but ultimately I messaged this person again. And then when they messaged me in August, I responded again. And then when they messaged me in September, I finally did not respond. And I was very proud of myself and it felt like it was the end of an era. And it felt like I was actually now establishing boundaries with myself. And I felt very, very proud of myself as well because I was also now back in therapy. And I was like, yeah, look at me taking the tools that my therapist is giving me. Yeah, look at me. I'm growing. I'm evolving. I'm changing. And then this individual messaged me in November of 2022. And we saw each other for the last time. And you know what? At first, I was like, Sarah, why are you doing this? Why are you entertaining this? But I was like, Sarah, don't, don't, don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Just enjoy. Please, just enjoy. And even though it was fun while it lasted, I still kept coming back to the same, to the same thinking that I had before, which was, 
as much as I enjoy this person, as much as I enjoy their presence, as much as I enjoy getting to know them, as much as the he is charming and charismatic and all this different stuff, like as much as I enjoy this person, they are not for me. They're not for me. They're not for me at all. We're not for each other at all. The more that I'm talking to this person, I can even see on their face, I'm not for them either. This is just a time. This is just for a moment. Please do not prolong it after this night. And that's what I did. We did not prolong it after the last time that we saw each other. It was just... And it hurt. It hurt. But I also was used to it by then. I was used to kind of feeling disappointed every time it didn't go the way that I thought it would go for me. But I don't think I have really, really understood the real lesson in all of it. Because yes, there was the lesson of, you know, you are also going to be affected by the boundaries that you create, even though they are for your own good, for the betterment of yourself, for you to take care of yourself, all that different stuff. It's all in the name of self-love. Like, I don't think I really properly learned the real lesson of what I had to learn. And so, as I said before, when you don't learn the lesson the first time, it comes back a second time. Shortly after the last time I saw the first guy, I met another person and this was kind of, I'm trying to be all modest and be like, it was a surprise. No, it was not. It was not. It was not. We had been talking and flirting for a long time. Just neither of us had done anything. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, let's go on a date. Let's try this out. Let's see. And it was nice. It was good. I enjoyed myself. I was really enjoying myself with this person. I enjoyed their company. I enjoyed getting to know them. And I enjoyed the pace at which everything was going. And then something happened. Actually, this person was very honest. Was very honest with me and told me where they were at and told me what they, where they were at, what they could give, and um, basically said, ball is in your court if you want to continue this. And I said, first, at first I said yes. I was like, yeah, it's fine. I can overlook those things. I can overlook the glaringly obvious things. I can, I, I can do that. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and being like, no, you can't. Like, there was a voice in my head that was just like, no, you cannot. You cannot overlook what he just said. No. No. You cannot overlook what you just said. And so I had to go back on my word with this person because we kind of arranged for to meet again for another date. And I was just kind of like, you know what? I don't think it would be wise for us to keep seeing each other if this is where you are at. And... Yeah, I had to say no, even though I really wanted to say yes. I really, really wanted it to go my way. 
and it was very hard to not pick up the phone and to not respond to messages and to keep it friendly with this person and keep it platonic as we had been doing before. With the second guy, it was it was definitely harder. And it was... <laughs> it was actually really hard. Um, it was actually really, really hard with the second guy to say no. Because this time, I was fully, fully aware. Fully aware of my feelings. Fully aware of my emotions. I was fully aware that the allure of the second guy, as well as also the allure of the first guy, was mainly rooted in insecurity and scarcity mentality and thinking that even in our incompatibility, what if I don't find anything better than this? Can't I just overlook this? Aren't we all imperfect? Don't we all have shortcomings? And that is true, but it couldn't excuse the incompatibility between us. It couldn't excuse that for the second guy, he was in a different place in his life than I was. In the episode that never aired, listening to myself, I hear that I was able to recognise the bad habits that I had, but I did not have the tools to properly care for myself. The real lesson from that episode was not just about establishing boundaries and how hard it is to establish boundaries. It was ultimately about self-love and how self-love is difficult. Self-love, let me not filter myself now, self-love is fucking hard. Being in a relationship with yourself is hard. And this is not from no, I hate myself, self-loathing place. This is actually from a place of, I'm doing the best thing for myself. And the biggest hurdle that I've had to overcome is me. It's me. What? Is me, is me. Hey, is me. It's hard to listen and to discern your, like, all aspects of yourself. It's so hard to listen and discern your, your, your adult self from your child self, from your teenage self, from your wants and your needs and your desires it's hard. It's hard to do the work that we all talk about where we're like, self-love, it's great, isn't it? It's so nice to think about it, but to actually do it is so fucking difficult. And excuse all of the profanity throughout this whole episode, but it's genuinely the way that I have been feeling. I would say for the past year, for the past year, sometimes when I'm loving myself, when I'm trying to show love to myself, I feel alone. I feel very alone with myself and I feel like I am, and this is just imagery, this is just imagery, I'm not comparing, but sometimes I get this image of just 
me as my adult self, as my 24 year old self, holding a baby version of me. And this baby version of me is screaming and wailing and crying. And the thing that the baby me wants is like the attention of this person or it wants this kind of materialistic thing and all this stuff. And I'm like, these are not the things that are going to satisfy you. I know what's best for you. And my inner child is like, absolutely not, bitch. Get me that man over there. I don't care what he said. Get me that man. Um, I feel frustrated with myself sometimes. And I feel frustrated and alone with myself because I am realizing that I am not actually taking the proper time to actually love myself. I am not taking the proper time to give myself the adequate love that I deserve. And that both me as my adult self and my inner child are looking for. I am not actively choosing myself. I am not actively loving myself. And so interesting because I remember when I did the interview with Jennifer Holness, who's the Canadian director of the documentary Subjects of Desire, I remember her saying, you know, I, I rejected all of that purposefully. And that was that was a part of my journey. I had to think about it. I had to make a decision about it. That she had to make a decision to actively love herself. And I remember listening to her being caught on every word she said. And as she said that, I remember thinking, how the fuck do you do that? How do I love myself? How do I actively love myself? How do I choose myself? How do I do that? It's so hard. It's so hard. So how am I re-educating myself? How am I re-educating myself in this whole self-love thing and this whole actively choosing myself and setting better boundaries with myself? How am I doing that? Firstly, talking to my therapist. God, does she have a job? She has a job. <laughs> Journaling. Journaling has been great. Also, and as cheesy as this sounds, oh my god, I actually hate this. I don't know why I hate it so much. Maybe it's because it just feels cheesy and it feels corny or whatever, but I actually have to do daily affirmations with myself. I have to be grateful. I have to, during my devotions, do my gratitude list and be like, I am thankful for this and I'm thankful for that because I have to remind myself that my life is very full and very abundant. Reading out, you know, I am deserving of love. I am this, I am that, da 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 all these things. Talking to my inner child, affirming my choices, like affirming the fact that even though I was so frustrated in that moment when that second guy told me what he told me, that actually him telling me and him being open allowed me to make a decision that was best for myself and and we move from there and I do what's best for me from there had to soothe my inner child had to be like hey girl it's okay I got you I got you you want a cookie I'm gonna get you a cookie you deserve it um I had to not learn to not be so strict with myself because I do have a tendency when I get things wrong to be like, oh God, you're such a stupid idiot. Like, why are you so stupid? Why haven't you done this? Why can't you do that? Like, 
being more gentler with myself, having a better tone with myself, also breathing. I don't know why it has been such a powerful tool, but for me, it has been powerful. I'm like, oh, I am breathing in, breathing out. Like, I'm trying to learn, and this is something that I've been really trying to do this year, is I'm really actually trying to actively love myself and to actively learn myself. And I'm also trying to give go back to doing those solo dates that I talked so much about doing but have not done one in a while. So I saw this thing on Twitter uh, quite a while ago about how you can use the different love languages for yourself, how you can show love to yourself using your own love languages. So if your love language is quality time, you can explore nature, you can go on solo dates or solo travels or adventures, you can do a hobby that you love like painting or writing or playing an instrument, you can go watch a film or series by yourself, you can learn a new skill and you can get to know yourself better, you can ask yourself some questions and answer yourself some questions. There are some really good prompts that you can get on like I've seen some good ones on Twitter or Pinterest or Instagram and really good questions to just kind of like get to know yourself. Um, Or sometimes like I will, and I will shamelessly say this, sometimes when I see those like couples videos where they're like by the cut or um, skin deep, like when they're asking their partners different questions, I'll be like, okay, so how can I ask myself this question? How does it apply to me? Um... Anyway, the second one, if your love language is physical touch, you can get yourself a massage, you can practice a skincare routine, you can give yourself a hug, you can take a self-care bath, you can wear something cozy, you can stretch slash work out your body. If it's receiving gifts, you can eat or drink at your favourite place um, you can buy yourself something nice, you can gift yourself through experiences, you can book yourself a class, you can book an appointment, you can get your hair done, you can get your nails done, you can invest in your business or your hobbies. For me, I really like, you know, taking myself out for to eat or drink something or to get like a, um, to buy myself something nice so I will kind of sometimes treat myself a little bit and get myself a coffee at my my favorite coffee shop or like I did when I was in London where I took the day that I had off from working on the show that I was doing and I said hey we're gonna go to a museum and look at some art we're also gonna buy this viral croissant that was 10 pounds hey that that croissant was actually 10 pounds I'm really crying crying in cozy lizzie crying in the cost of living crisis hey wipe my tears lord wipe my tears anyway there's uh if your love language is words of affirmations you can do the daily affirmations you can compliment yourself you can you know self your self-love gratitude journaling you can write down things that you love about yourself and stick them around your place you can recite self-compassion self slash self-love mantras you can also engage in some positive self-talk as well and those are the four things that are on there I know that there are other there are five love languages but these were the four that were on there 
and um loving yourself i th- i say i say all this to say love is hard loving yourself is hard i mean loving other people is hard because you know we all have our complexities and our nuances and we all have so many different things about ourselves but loving yourself is also hard as well however it is so necessary it is so necessary to to love yourself to learn to understand yourself like it is so 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 necessary to show that compassion to yourself to to learn to show that grace to yourself to learn to show that you are so deserving of so much more than you think is actually possible The episode that never aired, I didn't want to air it because I don't think I was actually fully ready to acknowledge this is a journey that I am going on. That self-love is very hard. I think I didn't want to accept it because I do a lot about, and I'm such a big advocate about self-love, and I'm always like, self-love, self-love, solo dates, ah, and it's like, actually, it's been really hard it's been really hard to love myself in every facet of life. It's been really hard sometimes to love myself in my job. In the jobs that, in all the jobs that I've had, sometimes it's hard to love myself when it comes to dating and finding out what I want, but not compromising myself as I have done in the past. Like, it's been hard. It's been hard sometimes to love myself. And in amongst, like, just family stuff, it's been hard to love myself sometimes when it comes to in my friendships and in my friend groups and there are so many like back and forth questions back and forth but that is just life you know that's life and it's like what charlie said in the episode in the episode that i did previously life comes with its ebbs and flows like you learn by trial and error like we don't get it right on the first try we just have to keep trying, keep pushing, keep, keep on keeping on, you know? And so, yeah, that is, that is me. That's what I've been miseducated on. That's the lesson that I've tried to hide, but that I'm very happy to share now. And so how are you actively loving yourself? Let me know. And you can let me know by following Miss Educate on social media. The information will be in the description box below. Additionally, so will the Miss Educate blog, where you can now listen to these episodes along with a few additional notes from yours truly. And while you're there, don't forget to add your email to the subscription list so you don't miss out on new posts. And lastly, continue to watch, read, listen, educate, and then re-educate yourselves. Make sure to rate, review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this podcast with a friend and tune in next time for another discussion on the Miseducate podcast. Thank you for supporting the podcast and happy second anniversary to this podcast. Bye! Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.